You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist. I've been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. The almost 27 years that I've been doing this are littered with stories of people getting exactly what they wanted and discovering that having got it, that isn't what they wanted at all. Now, before we go any further, I have to say to you right at the beginning of this episode that anybody with whom I have ever worked who has set their mind to achieve a goal or objective in the way in which we've talked in previous episodes about setting your mind, in other words, writing what I call perfect moments, have always gotten sooner or later what they wrote down. Or, and I'll clarify this later on, if they didn't get it, they got something better as a result of they're further developing their state of mind to the point where they intuitively began to understand what was best for them. I've also said that sooner or later these things come to pass. And we've talked before about frustration, impatience, and people asking me, why is my perfect moment not happened yet? And my answer always has been and continues to be, the perfect moment will only happen at the perfect moment. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a perfect moment. Now, there's a whole library of research behind setting your mind to achieve what I describe as a perfect moment, what other people might describe as their goals or objectives or intentions. But those words don't really describe the breadth of the horizon, and there is no horizon, actually, we can look beyond the horizon, the breadth of what we can actually achieve and experience in our lives when we open our minds. And therefore, before we go any further in this episode, I have to reiterate, as I tend to do in most episodes, the primary importance of meditation because it opens your mind. It opens your mind to the possible, on the one hand, but the more you get into this journey, what it is actually opening your mind to is the inevitable. It's not even the probable. It's the inevitable. It's the inevitable that you can, even today, even now, live this moment to the full. Live your life to the full. Experience the kind of experiences that you would love to have fill up your life experience the life that you'd love to live. But as I said a minute ago, I've been doing this for nearly 27 years, and the last 27 years are littered with people getting what they wanted, getting that to which they set their mind, only to discover that that isn't what they wanted at all. And of all kinds of stories in relation to this, for example, I was talking to a client just a couple of days ago who told me that she had been on what her friend had billed as the holiday of a lifetime. These two people went down the Florida Keys together. And her friend 
not my client, her friend, had been looking forward to this holiday so much. It was just what she wanted. It was going to be the holiday of a lifetime. And it turned out that she had over-anticipated what she was looking forward to. And it turned out to be, for my client, the holiday from hell because her friend kept complaining about how everything that she was experiencing didn't match up to what her anticipated experiences or expectations might have been. In other words, she was getting what she thought she wanted only to realise that actually that isn't what she wanted at all. But I have more serious stories than that. For example, many years ago, one of my very first clients, when I asked him after the course of a couple of days conversation in an open workshop, when I asked him individually, as I would at the time with each of the participants on the workshop, what did his heart desire? He said that he wanted to be appointed the national sales director of a particular insurance company. And I said to him, that is far too specific a goal or intention or outcome to set for yourself. Because when you set a goal like that and you set your mind in the appropriate fashion, effectively what you do is you put on a set of blinkers. You blind yourself to all the other possibilities. You blind yourself to the other opportunities that are swilling around us all of the time, some of which would probably be more mind-opening, more awakening, better for you, perhaps best for you, than the simple goal of setting your mind to just getting this position. I said there's another aspect to setting your heart on something like that as well. You become attached to it. And once you become attached to anything, that attachment drags you down. You give that attachment the power to make you happy. In other words, when I get the job, I'll be happy. You also give that attachment the power to make you unhappy. As long as I don't have that job, I'm unhappy. What if I don't get the job? I'm unhappy. Now, as I said a minute ago, the fact that he had set his mind to get the job negated that possibility. It was inevitable that sooner or later he would get that job. But what if in the meantime he kept asking himself, what if I don't get the job? Or why have I not got the job first? This is the impatience that I talked about earlier on or the questioning or the self-doubt that people go through when they become impatient or frustrated. And that wrecks people's lives. It wrecks people's heads. It means that I have given the goal that I set myself that would make me happy the power to make me unhappy. And that is even more to the point when we actually set a goal that, as I said a minute ago, is too precise. So I said to him, that's far too precise a goal. And he said to me, I didn't ask for your advice. I asked you how to set my mind. That's the goal I want. So I said, okay, fine. So he set his mind accordingly. And a few months later, he rang me. He said, why hasn't that happened yet? And I said to him, as I've said earlier on in this episode, the perfect moment will only happen at the perfect moment. Otherwise, it wouldn't be the perfect moment. Would you lighten up and let it happen? Now, there's another interesting lesson for us all. The one thing that will stop you getting anything that you want in life is trying too hard. Because trying too hard speaks to the part of your mind, the subconscious mind, that will enable you to get what you want as long as you get out your own way. 
And what it says to the subconscious mind is, I really have to try hard because maybe I don't deserve this. Or maybe I have to try hard because it's a hard goal to actually achieve. In other words, I'm sowing the seeds of doubt all over again. And I am getting in my own way and delaying the arrival of perfect moment. But as I said, it's an inevitability about the perfect moment arising at the perfect moment once you have set your mind. So about six months after that, so it's about nine months after he's set his mind in the first place, I get a call from my friend and he says, ha ha ha, 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 ha. I just got promoted to the national sales director of that company. I was right and you were wrong. I never told him that he was wrong to set his mind that way. And I certainly never told him anything wrong in terms of actually setting his mind because in the end he got the job he was looking for. But it was basically, na 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 na, told you, this is what I want and now I've got it. I said, isn't that cool? I said, that just proves, to quote another client of mine or a program owner of mine, that this process works and we need to trust the process. Six months later, I bump into him on the street in Dublin. And I said to him, oh, John, how are you getting on? How's the big job? And he says to me, oh, he said, that job isn't what I thought it was going to be like at all. He said, I climbed to the top of the hill. And having got to the top of the hill, I don't like the view. He said, even worse than that, I think I wasted the last seven years of my career climbing the wrong hill. It's an awful lot of nows in seven years, isn't there? It's an awful lot of nows in nine months even between the time he set his mind and actually got what he thought he wanted. Now, ultimately, that guy ended up working for himself and having a ball and enjoying life because ultimately, after further developing his clarity of mind, further opening his mind, if you like, having taken his blinkers off, he began to understand the kind of life that he really wanted and understand the kind of work that he really wanted to do to the point that, as we said in last week's episode, he found what he loved doing, which meant he didn't really work anymore in his life. It was a joy to get up in the morning and do what ultimately he did. Not for a living, because he was living life to the full. He was doing it to enjoy himself. And one of the really interesting things about setting your mind to get the work that you'd love to do is that you need to remember in setting your mind to get that kind of work, the work that would really turn you on, you need to remember to set your mind to the effect that not only have you got that job or got this kind of business going or are doing that kind of work, but you're getting well paid for it because the laborer deserves his wages, if I can quote the Bible on that one, a good book. But this guy ended up, to quote Florence Scovel Shin, who wrote the book called The Game of Life and How to Play It, doing perfect work in a perfect way, enjoying himself for perfect pay. I, I may have got the quote slightly wrong, but it doesn't really matter. You get the important gist of what I'm actually saying. But he learned the hard way. He had wasted, in his own words, seven years of his life. Why waste any of the precious nows of your life by going around the houses trying to get what you think you want 
when, if you cleared your mind, you could allow your mind get what is best for you. It's an entirely different thing. Well, it's not always an entirely different thing, to be honest. Some people do end up getting the job that they thought they wanted, and it actually turns out to be everything that their heart desired. But more often than not, when we start out from a position of normal thinking, and we've all been that soldier, by the way, normal thinking is going to poison or adulterate our impressions of what we think we really want. For example, an awful lot of the people with whom I work are hell-bent almost to the point of being obsessive about it to get up the next rung of the ladder in whatever business they are in. And I would often ask them, do you like the job you're doing at the moment or do you like the business that you're in? No. Now, obviously, as we talked last week, they have a choice in relation to doing something about that. They can either change their job or they could change their mind. In other words, change what they think about their job. But an awful lot of people actually don't like the career they are progressing through, and yet they feel the need to progress through it. So many people with whom I've worked over the years have been obsessed with getting to the next grade or getting that promotion. Why? Because it's actually built into us as human beings, as the animals that we actually are, to constantly improve ourselves, not just to survive, but to thrive. That's actually built into all of nature. If you're walking along a concrete pavement, you will see weeds coming out of the cracks. Little seeds trying to better themselves in the most difficult of situations, because it's built into nature to improve itself. It's built into nature to improve itself for no other reason, because those species that adapt most readily to the environment in which they find themselves and as a result thrive are the fittest. And evolution is all about the survival of those species who best fit in to their environment, otherwise known as the survival of the fittest, which is often misinterpreted, by the way, but that's beside the point. But I've always said to these people, would you not take a step back and consider whether what you are telling me you want is what you actually want? Because, as I said a moment ago, when we are starting from a position of normal mindedness, normal definitions of what success looks and feels like, and of what happiness looks and feels like, bleed into our apparent understanding of what we think we want. So over the years, people have said to me, oh, I want this new car. And then they get it because they set their mind to it. Now, you might say to yourself, that's awful shallow, but that's not the point. The point is that very often I would say to people, set a small, perfect moment for your mind, like buying a new car, so that you get used to the fact that your subconscious mind can deliver those perfect moments for you. So you encourage yourself to set grander perfect moments. And I mean, ultimately, grandest in the sense of living the life that you'd really love to live, where all good things fall into your lap. Not because you simply set back and set your mind, don't get me wrong on that one, but because having set your mind, your doing mind enabled you do just what you needed to do to get to where you want to go. Now, again, I use that phrase, just what you need to do, when we talked about work-life balance last week. We're all wasting so much time doing stuff that we don't need to do to the point where we never have time to do the really important stuff in our lives, or we keep putting it off, 
or we get to the point where we're so busy that we don't even know what the most important things we need to do are. And that is why, and this is a really important aside in this particular episode, that is why we need to regularly prompt ourselves, prod ourselves, if you like, by asking an open question of ourselves before we give ourselves the opportunity to sleep on the answer. In other words, before your head hits the pillow tonight, any night, every night, ask yourself, what's the next most important thing I need to do? The answers that will be provided by your clear mind having slept upon it will not be the answers that your thinking mind would put on any to-do list. They will be instinctive answers to questions that you mightn't even realise that you had asked. That's why I phrased that question in the way in which I phrased it. It's a very open question. And it goes back to the point that I made in relation to setting perfect moments that are too specific. If you ask yourself a specific question, you'll get a specific answer. The question may be the wrong question. If you ask yourself a non-specific open question, you will get just the answer that hits the spot that enables you move forward to not the life that you think you want, but the life that is best for you. So as I said, people have often said to me, oh, I've set my mind to get this fabulous new car. And then they send me pictures of the car and they're absolutely blown away by how, for example, synchronicities or coincidences enable them to get just the right car in just the right way, in just the right color at just the right time for just the right price. And then a couple of weeks later, they will tell me, oh, the new car smell is worn off. The novelty is worn off. I thought that it'd make me happy. It hasn't made me happy. We talked about holidays a minute ago in relation to people thinking that they want the holiday of a lifetime. I recollect a conversation with a client a number of years ago who rang me and told me that his wife was considering leaving him because, and I quote, the neighbours go on better holidays. God help us. That's all I can say. God help us. I think I actually suggested to him that I'd come over to his house and help her pack her bags. That was a joke, of course. Well, half a joke at least. But very often it is jobs or businesses that people will set their minds to. Now, that's okay as well. You know, for example, the very first person to ever buy the online program, Psychology of Success, when it was first launched in November 2018, was a guy who had been struggling for seven years to get what he described as his dream job. Now, it wasn't a specific job, completely unlike the guy I was talking about in the insurance business earlier on. It wasn't a specific job. The job he was looking for had certain characteristics, the most important characteristics of which would be that he would be working with people that he could bounce ideas off and have a great time, in other words, enjoying himself, and that he would be doing work that really turned him on. Now, seven years earlier, believe it or not, he had actually put together a checklist of all the things that this job would have to be were he ever to stumble across his dream job. Seven years later, no dream job. Seven years of angst, seven years of applying for jobs, seven years of CV sending, seven years of interviews, seven years of no's. And he bought the online program on the 18th of November 2018, 
ran through it in 48 hours. It's actually designed to be taken at your leisure or taken at your own pace. But I suppose this was his own pace. He was somewhat desperate at this point in time. And then he comes on one of our Wednesday evening Zooms with the other program owners. There's only a small number of them at the time. The program had only just been launched. And he tells us that on the 2nd of February, he is signing the contract for his dream job. And he said it has happened in the most peculiar circumstances. It's in an industry that I never thought I'd work in. It is a job that I don't even remember applying for because I was sending out so many CVs. He said I had to try and remember what I'd said in the letter that I sent accompanying my CV. He said, and then I had to prepare for the interview. And he had talked to me, by the way, after having got the interview in the first place and asked me what was the best preparation he could do. And I told him the very best preparation you can do is set your mind, in other words, write a perfect moment for how you feel after you've got the job. So that's what he actually did. The job fell into his lap after a string of coincidences had enabled him do the right things and say the right things during the course of the interview. I'm not going to go into the details. It's a fascinating case study, though. And anybody who's a program owner knows the story inside out and backwards at this stage. He got his dream job. Having set his mind to get his dream job, he got it in a way that he could never have anticipated. And by the way, that is what most people tell me in relation to the achievement of their perfect moments. You'll never guess what happened or you'll never guess what fell into my lap or felt like it fell into my lap at a particular point in time. By the way, nothing just happens. Nothing falls into your lap. These things happen for you because you turn up to your life. You end up being, as a result of turning up to your life, the right person in the right place at the right time, knowing what's going on, doing the right thing to lead you to the point where it does just feel like it fell into your lap. And that's why so many people say to me as well, God, is this the effortlessness that you're always talking about? And yes, it is. He had a checklist from seven years ago. He hadn't looked at it in seven years. What he realized after he got his dream job, because he talked to us about that on Zoom as well. He, he said to me, he said, you told me seven years ago, because I knew this guy going back years, that you'd never get a job working off a checklist like that. What he said to me was, I've looked back at my checklist and my dream job ticks every one of those boxes. Maybe you were wrong. I said to him, no, how did you get your dream job? You got your dream job by setting the outcome, the intention of getting a dream job. I said, it's like baking a cake. The most beautiful cake in the world, i.e. the dream job, won't taste right if all the proper ingredients aren't in it. You see, your mind looks after all the details once you set your mind. If you don't set your mind and if you try to think your way through what you need to do to get to what you think you want, you are never going to experience the kind of life that you would love to live. And for starters, you're not just going to waste the next seven years. You're going to throw away the life that is actually passing before your very eyes as we speak. When I ask people, when I meet them for the first or second time, what they want in their lives, 
They tell me what they want. But actually, they tell me what they think they want. They talk about people who have more than them. In, in actual fact, they talk about people of whom they are jealous. They talk about how success appears to them, the norms of success. Now, norm, like normal, is a very bad word because that's conformity that's using your thinking mind. That is using your normal crazy mind. We've talked about that so many times over the more than 100 episodes at this stage. And the normal mind will scan the surroundings in which you find yourself and say to itself, oh, they have a nice car. I'd like a bit of that. Oh, look at the house those other people have. That's the kind of thing I could see myself living in. Look at the job that guy has. Or look at the lifestyle these people have. Look at the shoes that she has. Look at the holidays that those people go on. I want a bit of that. Now, that is not happiness and success. They may be the trappings of happiness and success, but unfortunately, very often, they're not even the trappings of happiness and success because ultimately, what are we all looking for? We're looking for happiness on our terms. None of my program owners put it more succinctly than that. They say that they are looking for peace of mind. Imagine, imagine having peace of mind. Imagine not having a care in the world. Imagine not having any normal crazy people, the black holes we talked about last week, hanging out of you. Imagine not being dragged into dramas by those around you. Imagine, for example, as one of my clients wrote a perfect moment, imagine spending a beautiful afternoon with your two daughters from whom you had been estranged after a difficult divorce for 13 years. Because that's a perfect moment. That's happiness. There's no fancy cars involved. It is all down to happiness with people that we love without a care in the world. Bearing in mind that we don't even love the people that we love unless we love ourselves first. How many times have I said to you, you are the most important person in your life? And ultimately, that's what we're always talking about here. Because if you put yourself first, I mean your real self, not your selfish normal self. If you put your real self first and cultivate your ability to let that self out and free into the world, you are going to make such a difference to the people that you love. And it is going to make such a difference to the life, the perfect life, the joyous life that you experience. Ultimately, as the title of this podcast would actually suggest, we need, if we want to succeed, to just let go. We need to let go of our attachments. I alluded to attachments earlier on. We need to let go of our preconceived notions, our prejudiced notions of what happiness and success looks like based on what we see of other people thinking that we can't achieve happiness and success on our own terms. We need to let go of all the preconditions that our normal crazy thinking mind would set in relation to what we would need to have to be happy, to have peace of mind, to be living freely the life that we would love to live. We need to let all of that go. That doesn't happen overnight. Or for most people, it doesn't happen overnight. For a couple of the people with whom I've worked over the last 27 years, it has happened in 20 minutes. 
the first 20 minutes that they ever meditated. Now, they would have had the dubious privilege of meditating with me one to one at the time, but that's neither here nor there. The fact of the matter is that meditation will free your mind. Meditation will loosen the bonds with which your thinking mind has been slowly strangling you all of your adult life. Meditation will eventually enable you to realize there are no bonds. And once you begin to get into that space, you realize that I am free to live the life that I would love to live. And I am free to allow the real me, the self that I talked about a minute ago, to simply guide me in that direction. And by that I mean, bearing in mind the open question that I suggested that you ask yourself before you go to bed at night, by that I mean that your subconscious mind, the real you, free of thought, will inform you what you need to do, what you need to say. When you need to look up and notice something that possibly was there all the time, that, but now because of the way in which you are using your mind, you see it and it's meaningful and it's one of life's synchronicities. We've talked about that before. You need to free your mind. You need to just let go of everything that has stood in your way of allowing your mind to roam purposefully, freely in this wonderful universe of ours. Let me finish off by repeating a story that I talked about a couple of months ago about a girl with whom I've worked for quite some time who got into her head the idea that she needed one-to-one -one dancing lessons. You may recollect this story. She was out for a walk one Sunday afternoon on the same walk that she had taken all through the COVID lockdowns. She said she'd probably walked this walk close to her house 100, 120 times. And on the Sunday after, she had asked herself the open question the night before, what's the next most important thing I need to do? Having decided the previous day that she would like to have one-to-one -one dancing lessons, but not understanding where she might even begin to find somebody to do that for her, or even if one-to-one -one dancing lessons existed. She was walking along that same path, and at one particular moment, looked up, into a window that was always there at a notice that looked as if it had been there for 20 years, stuck on with yellow sellotape that announced this was the headquarters of the British Dancing Teachers Association. And here is a telephone number that you can ring for one-to-one -one dancing lessons. That's what I'm talking about. That's what happens when we allow what's inside come out. That is what happens when we allow our non-thinking mind take us by the hand and lead us forward on life's great adventure. Now, I'll talk to you again next week. But in the meantime, I hope you got a little something out of this week's insights into what I've just described as life's great adventure. I hope you are living the adventure for you. <laughs> You've been listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go. To get involved, join me in my Facebook group, strangely enough called To Succeed, Just Let Go. And for more information, visit wwwwilly horton